Um, it's Braunschweig. Sir, the impossible podcast we never planned for. Well, we better come up with a plan to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. The X-Files fight the future. 1998. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 98. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support the podcast on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was inoculated against alien viruses. Thanks to our patrons, Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and the secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your ongoing support. It is so helpful and so awesome to protect us from alien viruses. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dilly-dally deciphering doomsday documents. And I predicted that... The X-Files by the Future would be a nostalgic movie. Now, typically, you're used to me introducing my co-host, Paul, here. But, Hi. But we're <laughs> actually going to skip Paul for a second and Bye. introduce our two. Uh, so we'd like to welcome to the show first. We have two guest hosts this time, and they come from the podcast Victims and Villains. So first, we'd like to welcome to the show Josh Berkey. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hey, welcome to you? the show. I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I have a cat sleeping on my lap right now, and I've got... Oh, nice. I hope you don't fall asleep during the show, because I, I hear that it's very soothing to have a cat on you. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Oh, my gosh, Paul. Um, I have... Uh, so I'm going to be asking both of you um, several questions. Uh, so first, Josh, uh, I have a few questions for you. Uh, first, what okay. do you do for a living, and what is your favorite movie genre? Um, I am a full-time podcast producer and a part-time teacher as well um, in management. Um, and my favorite movie genre honestly depends on the mood. Uh, I've I really love indie films, but I really love the bigger budget films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably the last couple of years, uh, I'm I'm leaning more towards independent films and independent filmmakers. Okay, very cool. And uh, let's see, we don't have a trivial question this time. In in sort of inspired by the 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 sort of setting and topics of the X Files, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, starting with Josh, have you ever had an alien or UFO encounter? I didn't really believe in aliens kind of growing up. Um, it really wasn't until I got deeper in my face that I started asking the question, why would God only create us as the only life form to worship if he is as awesome and uh, as true as, you know, his word says that he is. And uh-huh. so I think kind of growing up, I was 
I, I do remember like maybe it was a shooting star, maybe it was kind of a UFO kind of experience when I like it could it's one of those things that it could have been a UFO kind of like looking back on it, but being so young, like can't really recall. I think the closest thing to like an alien encounter I would say that I've ever had would be being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think that would be the closest thing to aliens that I've ever gotten. Okay. That's a really interesting take on that. Very cool. Um, and then finally, last question, Josh, what was your prediction for X-Files fight the future? So I had never really ever seen anything to do with X-Files growing up. The closest oh. I'd ever gotten to X-Files was the Simpsons episode. Where oh, Mulder and Scully <laughs> nice. Did an investigation with, you know, the Mr. Burns and, um, yep. and I, I was looking for something else to watch and the premise of, the files really hit me, and I've been watching it ever since. Well, very cool. Okay, nice. Like my my thing was, I thought that the movie nostalgic. Thank you. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, I'd like to introduce our second guest host, Sean Davis. Hi, Sean. What's happening, man? What's happening? Uh, what do you do for a living, and what's your favorite movie genre? Uh, I deliver pizza right now for Papa John's. <clears throat> I've been doing that for the last on and off in between other jobs and whatnot. But um, I'll do before in January, so that's work, you know, just to be able to for her and whatnot. But my favorite movie genre, probably the comic book movies. Okay, nice. But um, usually... If you, if you don't count that, I would say usually. I like all the alien stuff, so I'm like sci fi. Pretty happy I got to watch this movie again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sean, my next question, uh, similar to Josh, do you have an alien or UFO encounter story? Um, me and, well, I guess my ex fiance, we were walking around uh, the neighborhood I live in now. Mm-hmm. We were walking around one night and this house and i noticed this like weird like green fluorescent light like literally right above she said she thought it was a firework like a roman candle or something but there was no noise oh weird there and at the angle that it was at like we didn't see anybody in the streets we didn't hear anybody in the backyard of that house or anything it was just kind of placement of the light Mm -hmm. where yeah, it, it didn't fit with like you know Roman candle. It didn't really shoot Weird. across the sky like that. It just kind of and then it just disappeared. And I huh. bugged out about it. I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago it was, was cool, that? Though. Uh, maybe like four years ago. Okay, so not too too long ago. Wow. Okay. No, nah, it was pretty crazy. Very well. Very cool. Great. Um, and then what was your prediction for X-Files like yeah. the future? Uh, nostalgic just yes. because, I mean, I grew up watching it with my mom mm-hmm. and everything, watching the show every, what Sunday was when it came on, I believe. That sounds right. I don't so, like, I, remember I mean, I'm pretty sure it was Sundays, but, um, I was pretty young when the show started, obviously. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. My mom, my mom got me into it. Basically she mm-hmm. watched it like all the time every time it came on she was watching it so you know i'd go out there and watch it with her yeah yeah 
at the time, so some of the episodes terrified me at the time, but um, watching the show with her, and I mean, it's a great show, and then that's about it. Okay, well, very cool. So glad you guys were able, are able to be on the show today. Um, now we'll finally Thanks, introduce... What was that, Sean? No, oh, I said thanks for having us. Oh, yes, you are very welcome. Right. Um, now we get to, yes, that same old guy, always here. You hey, don't have to. Of but course. No, I want to. Oh, okay. Hi, Paul. How are you Hello. doing today? Doing well. How are oh, you? I apologize. Paul, the master interrupter powers. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Paul, my uh, since people know you, uh, what was your prediction for X-Files Fight the Future? Well, if people know me, then they know my prediction is nostalgic. All righty. Well, there you go. Um, and you may, may be wondering, so aren't I going to ask Paul about this, his UFO slash alien encounter story? No. Actually, me and Paul are going to be sharing ours, and we both have one, uh, on the Victims and Villains podcast, which will, when you're hearing this, if you listen to this the day it comes out, which I believe is will be September 28th, 2016, uh, Victims and Villains will come out that following Friday, and there you can listen to us on their show, and we will divulge our alien abduction and probing stories. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nothing that dramatic, actually, but it should be fun. Um, all right, cool, guys. Well, with that, Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on X-Files. I don't know, maybe a movie about it. And then uh, then come back for uh, see what we've been up to lately. And maybe some announcements. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely announcements. Oh, come on, a fire Sorry. Alert. Talking over the... Alert. Target located. What? Spoilers incoming. Gotta warn people Engaging about the spoilers. No, that's what Alice is for, Paul. Oh, sorry. I interrupt her too, huh? All the time. Everything they've suspected. It's a global conspiracy. With key players, and the highest levels of power. Everything they've searched for. You've seen more than you should have. everything they've feared. I'm already way past the point of common sense here. Will finally be revealed. We are close to something. Only in theaters. The truth is something you never guess. Never have predicted. The X-Files, rated PG-13, June 19th, only in theaters. The X-Files may have only been in theaters when it wasn't on TV, but that doesn't mean our memories are only in theaters, and so we present to you our memory mind melt synopsis of The X-Files, Fight the Future. I don't remember much. Caveman versus Alien? Alien wins. Yeah. Uh, Mulder and Scully are <laughs> looking for aliens. The black liquid in the eyes are explained more than in the TV show. Mulder and Scully find bees and Jiffy Pop Poppers, and Scully gets stung before they kiss. Uh, Scully doesn't handle bee stings very well. <laughs> she is <laughs> infected with alien DNA and gets taken to a submarine, which Mulder has to rescue her from. Uh, Mulder versus aliens. Mulder wins. Uh, people and more secrets... Uh, people and more secrets living in holes along cliffs in the desert and the cigarette man or cancer man, I think. Um, yeah, that was somewhat right. 
Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was also incepted. Because I, I, maybe you guys who are more bigger fans, I watched a few seasons of The X-Files growing up, but not through it, its whole run. Was there an, uh, an episode where they were in a submarine or something in the Arctic? Am I just completely incepting that? I, no, you're you're right. That uh, There was a couple episodes. There was one episode, I think the one that you're referring to was actually in the first season. Really? Okay. Weird. It's uh, cool. Like they had, there was like a virus or something like that, and they were there with two other scientists, and they all wanted to kill each other by the end of it because they all got cabin fever. Oh, okay. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Josh. And I think the caves in the desert at the end there, I think that was the last episode of Alias. But I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Paul. Um, well, uh, so there were kind of, there were, I guess, technically caves in a desert, though it started off in ice. Uh, but, Paul, <clears throat> how is this movie technically produced? All right, The X Files. Rated PG-13 runs an hour or two hours and one minute. Well, depending on which version. Did you guys see the extended edition? I don't think so. Okay. There's an extended edition? Yes, there is an extended cut. The extended cut has 41 extra seconds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, I saw, the, I saw the extended one. Anyway, um... It came out on June 19th, 1998 in the U.S. of A. It was directed by Rob Bowman, and uh, Chris Carter wrote it along with Frank Spotnitz. You know who Chris Carter is, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He created X-Files. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> it starred David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson, John Neville, Martin Landauer, and a bunch of people you may or may not recognize, like Terry O'Quinn. Yes, and uh, you, whether or not you recognize them, we have talked about some of these people before on past shows of the podcast. For instance, John Neville, who was the well-manicured man, the British guy in X-Files Fight the Future. He was also in The Fifth Element, which is you can listen to us talk talk about on RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 16, the one and only time podcast episode where Paul is not on the episode. Um, weird. Weird. And also Terry O'Quinn, who was the guy who got blown up in the beginning of the X-Files movie, was also the Rocketeer in Slash 2. Way he wasn't back in the Slash Rocketeer. Two. He was in but the Rocketeer. I, I thought I I'm said... I'm sorry. Sorry. I thought you... It sounded like you said the to me without in. Sorry. He was also the cutting edge. No, he was <laughs> in the cutting edge in Slash okay. 31. Maybe he was the cutting edge. That's what <laughs> made that movie work. <laughs> back to you, Paul. Okay, the budget of this film was about uh, sixty-six million dollars, and went on to gross almost two hundred million dollars. Oh my word! And it made a, over forty million in rentals alone. Well, that's not bad change. Uh, well, very cool. Uh, there must be a reason for that, and <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll happen upon some of those reasons when we talk as we talk about the things we liked about this movie. Uh, let's start with our guests. Uh, let's start with Josh. What's one thing you really liked about X Files? The X Files. I really liked the pace of the movie. Like I said, I, I'm just now starting to get into the show, and I, I like the the development of of how they 
they do each episode. And I really liked how that kind of storytelling really transitioned well on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. And I think Chris Carter direct that I write this. I, I think that it, if that made it all much more well to me, because uh, Chris Carter has written some of my favorite episodes of the series. So oh, cool. I really enjoy the fact that he wrote this film. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I would agree too. Uh, I, for instance, and I especially liked how, even though this, it did come from TV, it felt like a movie. It didn't just feel like a TV movie. Francisco, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it had an actual like theatric movie feel as opposed well, I to. I hope so. If they're going to spend sixty-six TV million dollars on one episode, that would be <sighs> Sean, a two-parter. What's something you liked about the movie? Um, I love the whole. I like I said, I love all the alien stuff, like alien conspiracy, government conspiracy, and all that. Like mm-hmm. when I saw the movie. In theaters, my mom, when it came out, I didn't really understand it. I just thought it was cool. Oh, aliens. You know? mm-hmm. I ended up watching it right out of high school, and I fell in love with the movie. Like It's, it's still one of my favorite movies. Oh, cool. But, um, nice. Mainly mainly the alien aspect of it. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm going to have a question for you guys in the next section regarding the alien. But uh, did... Oh, no. Did... Josh or Paul, were you? Uh, did you really like the investment of the conspiracy or the aliens or anything like that? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> how about you, Josh? Uh, yeah, like I said, I I, I enjoy the X Files as a property. There's only a couple episodes I, I haven't really liked. Uh, okay. But the the government, the overall story span of the the arc of you know the, the series spanning arc of the the government trying to cover up everything. I, I really enjoy that. And I think it gives depth to the property and it also sets it apart at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely gives it that depth that you don't get on a lot of shows um, and movies also. Uh, Paul, what's something you liked about the movie? One thing that I liked about the movie that is different from the TV show. See, the TV show started with... Uh, Scully trying to debunk Mulder, you know, and every time that Mulder would try to prove that there's aliens, they'd find out some way how it could possibly not be. But this movie starts off with, boom, these are aliens, like, right out of the bat. So that wasn't a question. So I like that. We get the jump on the aliens from the get-go. We don't have to wonder, oh, is it just a big cover-up or are there aliens involved? So I like that. Okay. I'm glad you like that. Uh, did Josh or Sean, was that something you liked? Yeah, absolutely. I loved all of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting the yeah, sense Sean's like, not going to have much to say in the next section of the hate section, but go ahead, Josh. Sean likes pretty much almost any movie you, you can put in front of him. <laughs> it's not, I'm not, not every movie. I am really hard to disappoint when it comes to movies, Okay, but it, it's got, it has to be really, really bad for me to not like it. Got it. Um, let's see something. Uh, I'm curious if, uh, just real one quick thing, the intro sequence, something Paul and I have harped on in last past episodes is just how long an intro, like a introductory cred sequence goes. This one was like really fast, which I really like that. Yeah. Um, I like the theme at the beginning too. Yeah. Yeah. And also the theme, I liked how 
the composer interwove the TV theme in yes. the bigger score. That was yes. really cool. I have that written down yeah. too. Yeah. Um, what, was the music something that stood out to either of you guys, Josh or Sean? Yeah, yeah. We, we've talk- Sorry, go ahead, Bats. Uh, we, we've talked about it a lot of times on our, our podcast. Just kind of when you see a scene and you, you play that same scene without the music, music really makes those moments. Absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, I think one of the, the things that I really enjoyed when the, the, the music aspect of this is the scene where uh, Skulder and Molly are out in the um, the hallway and just the way that you kind of like have that relationship where they're almost getting ready to kiss, just mm-hmm. the, the tone that, that music really makes that moment that much more um, the feels, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed the, the, the introduction of that whistling theme and then it, it very much fades into like a cinematic feel. I, I really did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what's a, what's something else you really enjoy, Josh? Oh, um, Sean, get, get, let me, let me think about this for a second. Sean, go. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you were talking about the music and everything. The one part where, um, they were in the car when they were trying to find the, yes. you know, the, the, the big Jiffy poppers yeah. or whatever, <laughs> basically um, how I can't remember exactly what scene. I don't remember if it was before or after they saw the train, but when they were in the car, you, you could hear the X-Files theme. Exactly. Going, yes. But it was kind of like, it was like remixed almost, you mm-hmm, know, like it was mm-hmm. different than what you heard from the TV show. So I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, was there something else that you thought was really cool, Sean? I mean, I know you loved most of all of it, but is there like a, another element specifically that was like, wow, this is really good? The part where Mulder was in the alleyway taking a leak and the independence <laughs> oh, yeah. was right in front of him. That was pretty funny. That was. I got to chuckle out of that, definitely. Um, definitely. And I was you mentioned the poster and I was that's one of the things that I wrote down was basically the cameos all through it. And I consider that poster like a little cameo from uh, Independence Day. But right. right from the beginning, I don't know if you recognize the boy that got the black guys. Um, he he's been in a yeah. few movies like uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is probably his most famous. Oh, really? Um, yeah. When I watched it last night, actually, I, I looked at the kid again. I was like, I know that kid. Yeah. So I immediately jumped on IMDb to look it up, and I was like, oh, he's Tokyo Drift, no doubt. Yeah. And then there was John Locke from Lost that you mentioned, Terry yeah, O'Quinn. Yeah. And then the, the woman in the bar that was serving Mulder drinks was the Dick Tracy's woman in the movie Dick Tracy. Oh, is that, that, I was wondering so, why she looks so familiar. Okay, yes. And then there was Tatooine at the end. At least it said it was Tatooine oh, in the yeah, desert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you said it was last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was cool that the lone gunmen were in there. Even if yes. it was a short moment, Like I was like, that was cool to bring them in from the TV series. I, okay, guys. Uh, cool, so cameos... Yeah, we've talked through several things we liked about this movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Josh and Sean and Paul, how many more things do you have before your classic maker, or the thing you like the most? Um, <clears throat> I think we about covered it all. Okay. How about you, Sean? I got uh, Josh? two. You got two. Okay. I would probably say the, the – I think the, the second thing that I really like 
um, about this about this film is I I just I love I just love and respect how relentless Mulder is. The fact that mm. he just won't take no for an answer and that he's just so crazy passionate. Yeah. Yeah, though toward the end he kinda wants to stop because of the threat is to Scully, which I think is admirable. I think that was just to balance out her wanting to leave at the be- you know, kind of bookend. Oh, uh, okay. I could yeah. see, I could see that. Um cool. I do have one more thing. Yeah, go for it. Um when the uh, what was it? Kurtzwell, I think, was explaining to Mulder the whole thing with Mulder's sister and how she got abducted and everything about how had basically let that happen and whatnot, you know. He didn't know that throughout the entire show, I don't think, or at least not from what I watched. Uh, but you know, he, know that did he? He knew that she they got did. abducted, but not why. Abducted, but he didn't know that his father was involved. Yeah, right. Hey, correction. Kind of cool. That actually was in the series. Really? Like I, said, I only got maybe two seasons, maybe. maybe there's a there's a scene at the beginning of the third season where uh, Mulder kind of finds the truth. Um, he's been in Arizona or New Mexico with where they found this, like this cargo ship of like all these like burnt bodies of like alien human hybrid experiments. And Mulder finds out that his sister was one of them. And oh, um, he had a, uh, they had a choice to initially make um, Mulder sitting there. He's like, you know, who was your favorite? Was it me or was it Samantha? And um, his mom says, it was your father's call, and I've always hated him for it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Deep stuff. Yeah, right? Right. Not was to play favorites, parents. Jeez. Come on now. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so, Paul, you said you had a couple more things. Uh, I think I'm actually. Oh, I have. I have one more. Th- I have one more thing before my classic maker. I'll say. Um, I really, and this was so subtle. And some sometimes the subtlest stuff is the stuff I loved most. But um, so in the very beginning, not the very beginning, after they've transitioned to present day Texas, um, and the boy falls down the hole, and then the camera hands up and the his friends are running away and the camera continues to pan up and then it pans back down all in like one shot and the mm-hmm. trucks are coming in it's almost like i love that. i mean you could tell that time had had tra- or some time had passed but that is all in one shot i just i i love shots like that where you even though a big swath of time has gone by it's still they just change lighting and change who's coming in and that completely redresses the set, even Mm -hmm. though you never took your eyes off of it, which is, so I really like that. Cool. They Um, they actually kind of did that with Mulder when he was getting out of the weird bulldozer thing, the big snowmobile, how it it showed him, he looked up and saw, yeah, they looked up Mulder and he was looking up to you know the top of the rocks and everything and then it zoomed back out to the top of the rocks and all of a sudden he's literally at the top of the rocks and oh, you yeah, see all yeah. the footprints and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh cool, cool. Uh let's see. Paul, you ha- what were your couple more things than 
we'll go ahead with our classic makers. Okay, speaking of the giant hole, I thought it was pretty realistic. If you were going to discover aliens that have been on the Earth, it would probably be buried in a hole and some kid would find it like falling through. I thought it was realistic how they portrayed that. Mm -hmm. But also, aliens down in a big hole reminds me of the movie Evolution with with David David Duchovny. I do too. I should yeah. list that, Paul. I'm not yeah. sure where it came out, but yeah, that's that was a fun movie. That it's yeah, we should cover it. Anyway, uh something else I locked. I thought the drama in this kept my attention the whole time. I thought it had good drama from the uh the the building exploding at the beginning, looking for that all the way to the end. I thought mm-hmm. it, it was a good dramatic use of drama, I should say. Yeah, yeah, definitely I was absolutely compelled at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Um, and I just looked up Evolution. It's 2001, so we can put it on the list. Yeah. Today, this year made the mark. Just barely, yes. All right. Um, Josh, I, I, I don't think I skipped you. Was there any last things you had before your Classic Maker? Or were you ready for your Classic Maker? No, I, I just, I really agree with a lot of the things that you guys were saying as far as, you know, just stuff like the the dramatics of it uh the the camera angles and the camera shots for it uh that's I, that's really my my everything you guys are saying is, is what i liked about the movie very cool very cool um all right well then let's go ahead with our the things we liked most about this movie sean you can't just say the movie it has to be one thing specifically <laughs> The title. The, the, yeah, the, I got you. the title is amazing. Um, but uh, let's start. Let's let's continue on with Josh. What's the thing you like most about X Files? Fight the future. Um, kind of just continuing on. I, I I cannot really stress the the fact that I, I really my favorite part of this is is probably the pacing where it starts in the cave and then you you pan to modern time and then you pan to a, a bomb that ties into that, that falling and it evolves from, from there. And just, just the evolution and the progression of not only the story, but the characters as well. And the mythology of, of it. I'm, I'm still, I'm on the fourth season right now. So this takes place between the fifth and the sixth season. So I'm still, a little bit behind the mythology, but my classic maker would definitely be pace of the storytelling. It didn't feel too rushed. It, it felt like it took its time. It got and everything flows. I'm just going to piggyback on what Josh said about the pacing. I, I really thought overall the movie was paced well. It was, I, I didn't, I never felt bored or like, when are they going to get to the next thing? So, Definitely when are they going to pee in the alley again? <laughs> Paul, what would you have peed on the least in this movie? Oh, wow. There's actually, your segue. Josh, Josh just <laughs> actually mentioned what I like the most. And the the scene where the people get uh, at the beginning, where they go down in the hole and the alien attacks them, you know, and they die and stuff. Then the next scene is about a bomb search and the building blowing up. And the two 
by themselves as they follow each other seem like they have nothing to do with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, as the story progresses, you find out that they actually do, and one begats the other. And yep. it's like, oh, that's amazing how they did. They were able to do that, tie these seemingly unconnected uh, little stories and weave them together as one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm I'm curious. This is sort of a, a tangent, but. Did they ever talk about how Mulder knew to go over to that building? Called a hunch, Scully. Yeah, but I mean, of, of all, yep. I mean, of all the buildings, there's lots of different buildings in that city. Why that one? Chaos theory. <sighs> you should see Jurassic Park if you want to know more about that. <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, okay, uh, Sean. What was the thing you liked most about <coughs> X Files? The movie. Um. The movie, yes. <laughs> Fight the Future. The full title. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked, uh, obviously, the aliens and the conspiracy and everything. But mm-hmm. um, between, you know, they have probably one of the best chemistries of anybody on any TV show that's mm-hmm. been out there. Mm-hmm. Um, take that from the TV show and keep it in the movie. Like I, I love that. I love that about the movie. Yeah, and just like uh, Josh talked about something that was Paul's classic maker and his, Sean, you did the same for me because my classic maker also <laughs> was the chemistry between Mulder and Scully. I just, it's so good. Right. Just them as partners, That's... and yeah, it's just this great odd couple of philosophies, um, which is what very engaging to watch. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I I'm I am a little torn about them having this romantic moment. I mean, I like it, but also I really just appreciate them as um platonic partners. I, do you, any of you guys have an opinion about that? I know some people that have very strong opinions about it, but I'm not one. <laughs> and I'm glad you chimed <laughs> yeah. in, Paul. You're welcome. Uh, my my wife really likes the series Bones. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, for the first, like, seven seasons of that show, they kind of toyed around with, like, sexual tension between Mm -hmm. uh, the the two characters. And uh, then she had a vulnerable moment, and she got pregnant. And things just kind of got weird after that happened. Oh, okay. So I think for for me, I, I, I like the fact that there's... That it's just they're kind of friends, mm-hmm. but they're they're to each other at the same time. Like it's it's still friend zoned. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't want to see them any other way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> cool guys, I'm glad we're all in agreement about that. Now that we've talked about the things we liked about the X Files, and before we get to the things we didn't like about this movie, um. AKA Sean has nothing to say in this next section. Just kidding. Sean. Um, right. Uh, we like to go out to social media and just get what your thoughts on the movies and games we cover are. Uh, we say, you know, we try to post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, hey, we're covering this movie. What do you remember? And how would you rate it? So from Twitter, we have uh, at the X cast, which I take, I, Take that to be an X Files podcast. Said, "Cool, we'll be checking this out for sure." Thank you, the X Cast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, then on Facebook, Eric Purcell said, "I remember one of the guys bleeding from the eyes. At least I'm pretty sure that was in the first X Files movie. I still believe." Smiley face. Thank you, Eric. 
Uh, Deborah Powers says, I remember the scene with the bees. Definitely have to watch it again. Thank you, Deb. Uh, Was that with Nicolas Cage screaming? What? Bees. Oh, sorry. Wrong movie. (laughs) What movie is that? I think it's The Wicker Man. I don't know. I've never never seen it either. I'm glad you're bringing up name-dropping movies you've never seen. I haven't interrupted in a while, so I had to say something. Sorry. (laughs) Keep your namesake. Um, Then Sharon Powers said, uh, saw it for the first time earlier this year, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. There. That's what I remember. Smiley face. Well, thank you, Sharon. Uh, Then uh, Brian Keating sort of kind of steps us into our uh, dislike section by saying, it wasn't a bad movie. Pretty entertaining and definitely in the vein of the series, but somehow out of place within the series itself. Hmm. Out of place? Uh, But somehow out of place. I don't know. Uh, Brian, you'll have to expand on that. We'd be interested to hear more of your thoughts on it. Uh, But now you can hear our thoughts about why we thought the movie maybe just didn't work in general. Uh, I'll kick us off. The first thing I want to mention is a small thing. But... It's it's and it's a typical movie mistake that you'll see of having um so in the beginning with the cavemen people they have the torches out in front of their faces and from a cinematography point of view that's great because then you can see the actor's face but mm-hmm. if you're in the dark holding a light source out in front of you you can't see you just see the light source so it defeats the purpose of having a light source like oh, that good um, point. I mean, thanks for ruining every movie, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> you bet, Paul. Glad I'm here to ruin your movies. Um, so, just just some, yeah. You, you probably will notice it now if you <coughs> haven't before. Uh, yeah, anything that's omnidirectional, like a torch, a flashlight, not so much because it's going in one direction. But uh, yeah, definitely torches out front faces. Yeah, not so. That's very Hollywood. Um, uh, let's go. What did you What did you guys find? Maybe the small foibles to start with uh, that you didn't like with X Files, uh, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think the the thing that really kind of took me out of this was just the way that they budgeted the effects. I, I know mm. that when the beginning of the of the movie, there's a scene where the the boy falls in. And he finds the alien blood, and it, it spits off and like crawls into his skin like worms. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked better better done on the television show. Oh. So I felt like they kind of produced that scene. But there, the scene a couple minutes later with the uh, the explosion at the federal building. There, I was watching a special uh, feature on the DVD for it. Mm-hmm. They did fourteen cameras for that one shot. Wow! And so I felt like where they could have done a little bit better on that scene. I felt like certain scenes kind of got overproduced on effects, whereas other scenes needed kind of suffered. Yeah, I I would I'd agree. One scene like that for me was at the very end, actually, where it, it felt like like seeing Mulder in the the snow cat just like going. It, it looked like he was out in the middle of Antarctica. It looked very real. But then when the alien ship is out and they're like running away from it and whatnot, um, that felt very like they're on a, a sound stage. It's all like blue screen mm. and, I, and it didn't look well done at that point. And I was kind of disappointed that uh, it, it looked like they ran out of budget essentially. But, mm. um, but yeah, I, I yeah. didn't really, 
now that you mentioned the the starting scene with how uh, how the worms are crawling in, that does kind of look very TV esque. I I wonder what the special effects, especially for like uh, alien blood invading bodies, and I know you mean like the bumps of the skin and all that stuff going up. I wonder if during that time, if we hadn't perfected it as much, or they did it on the TV show, and like on the TV show, like it looked creepy and it uh... looks really well done. But when they did it on the the movie, like it just. It felt really like cheap and forced, almost kind of. Yeah, so they overproduced it a little too much, probably. Either that or they underproduced it. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I that I mentioned was that it does like they've that the whole like alien blood on the TV show is called Black Cancer and. It's a storyline that they had done for the seasons three and four, uh-huh. and it it looked really really cool on the TV show, but I felt like on the movie, like it's sad when when a movie version of or a TV version of and a movie version movie version the TV version looks better. Yeah, that yeah, because you, you always expect the movie version to be much more. Just better produced. It should be with that kind of budget. Exactly. Jeez. Come on, X-Files. Um, let's see. Let's go to uh, Paul. What's something you don't like? Well, I have to save my most for the end. But I have a question. Okay. the deal. <laughs> what is exactly the deal with the bees? Okay. I know that they're they're holding the alien blood in them or whatever. That's how... You know, Scully gets uh, impregnated or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But so are they using the bees like they're getting them ready to spread the aliens around or are they using the bees to try to work out a cure? Like, do, are there? The are, I gathered it, it was, um, the, you know, all the cornfields they had yeah. and everything. You know the bees pollinate plants and whatnot, so right. I think it had something to do with that. They were they were gonna pollinate with the corn. I guess I don't know if bees actually pollinate corn, but I would assume they would. But um, so is the the blood in the corn, and people eat the corn, and then they become alien infected? Pretty much, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Because think about it. I mean, there's corn in just about everybody's household. Right, right. That's in uh, a lot of stuff, thanks to the government. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. I don't know that it's But they they also too they talk about colonization like you know kind of like bringing the strongest of our race to kind of overthrow this. It's a it's a theme that they do talk about in the the show's fourth season. So I thought that maybe with the whole like you know if that being a carrier of the blood they could be colonizing and maybe the the strong survive or the weak die or something along those lines. Right. So basically, I, mean, I didn't. Though, like, I didn't like the fact they didn't under that I didn't understand what was going on with that. Oh, but right. maybe that was supposed to lead to future episodes. But anyway, I thought it was. I thought it was. And I think you guys are. You both have valid points in that. So thank you for helping me be more confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't super clear to me either, Paul. But... Though, um, 
like less people get stung by bees than how many people eat corn. That's true. That's a good point too. Hmm. So yeah. and guarantee that you know a certain amount of people are going to get stung by a bee, but you can guarantee that just about almost every household in the country or maybe even the world has some kind of corn or corn product in it. You know whether it's corn oil or yeah. Corn All right. Sand, you know. Sean's answer. All right. (laughs) Cool. That sounded Um, a bit corny to me. uh, I'm amazed that the turn this conversation's gone. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sean, what's something you didn't like about the movie? If there was anything. Um, Right. Um, probably how easy it was how at least how easy it seemed it was for Mulder to find scully in that gigantic spaceship yeah like it seemed like it only took five minutes you know like you figure that thing you know you know it was huge that crater it left was like Mm -hmm. but honestly we talked about how good the pacing was and at that point in the movie you don't want to spend three hours looking for scully (laughs) to that you know you can't really just drag that out but it just yeah like but you're right yeah it's it isn't i agree but i mean you could well i guess he's going against going up against a 96 hour clock and he's probably almost done with it but it seems like they you don't have right. to show him searching for several hours but you could you yeah. could imply it just in how you i don't know he's i don't know how you would do that but i'm sure that right. you could figure out a way to do it um, let's see. Let's go back to Josh. What's something else you didn't like? Um, something else I, I didn't like. I, I, I think one of the things that really took me out of it was the, the fact that, you know, they, I understand that this is supposed to be a movie for fans and people that have never seen the show. Like, like you, I understand that I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd and I, I know that, you know, Comic book movies are made for people that know the property very well, know the pro- know nothing about the property. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think one of the things that I also didn't like was the you know the alien blood. I liked how you finally got to see after two seasons, three seasons at this point, um, you know what it is you know this this alien entity actually is. But I, I hate the fact that they kind of threw out the the calling of, you know, the black cancer up until that point it at this, for the, for the sake of this movie, it was a virus or it was something else. Like they just kind of like threw out, it felt like they kind of threw out, you know, previous mythology. Mm. I think probably the, the biggest gripe that I, one of the biggest gripes I had with this movie. Yeah. And you know what? That's interesting. You mentioned that because for me, I felt like it didn't, it didn't walk the line very well of um, servicing both people that aren't super familiar with X Files and people that were mega fans of X Files. And I mean, I can't quite speak for the mega fans of X Files, but it, like I, I was lost in certain places, and I even and I feel like people that weren't super familiar with Mulder and Scully might not quite get why their dynamic is the way it is. I mean, they do set it up some, but I feel like. Y- y- you you get a lot more out of it if you've been watching the show for a while. Um, I halfway agree and disagree. I, I I no, I thought 
the last thing you said was correct. Like the more you watch the show, the more you understand the movie. But um, I've watched it with people in the past that have never watched the show and they enjoyed it. They were okay. able to catch on and what's going on and enjoy mm-hmm. it. So, all right. Sorry, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. That's fine. You have uh, uh, not esoteric veto data, power. <laughs> <laughs> Empirical data. I got it. Okay. Um, or ethnographic data. One of the two. I'm starting to sound too data. smart. Whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, I, so I, I want to mention a couple things that you guys have mentioned how you really like the aliens. Um, I mean, Josh mentioned how he didn't like that the blood was called, wasn't called black cancer, if I'm, if I'm understanding you right. But I, I have a gripe with the alien and the, the black virus goo cancer stuff. It wasn't CG looking enough. It looked too real. No, no, but okay. And, and actually, this is a legitimate <laughs> one. Maybe you guys can answer this. I didn't realize I had forgotten that this was part of the show. But how is it that alien blood is surviving thirty seven thousand years? It's cold. No, but it gets warm. Right? So <laughs> I don't. It seems a bit of a stretch that that's oh they're it's aliens. All of they a can do that. They actually, their lifespan is actually two point three million, so they're well within their you know lifetime. Are you just making that up now? Or now? Yeah, just like the movie is. <laughs> so, is there an explanation for that, Josh, or that's just that's the way it is? Can you repeat that one more time. Just why? How it is that this alien blood or whatever it is this black cancer is surviving or alive for thirty seven thousand years? In the cave, I, they don't really explain that. Like I said, I'm I'm only a little bit into the series, so I'm about a third way through. Um, they don't really explain that to you. I think, I think the the best way that uh, that they've explained it kind of that it just it moves from from host to host. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is the best I, I could give, and you're always. Occupying a host, you never truly really die. Hmm, that's interesting. I also have two words for you, Francisco. What, Paul? Encino man. Yes, but he didn't stay frozen. That's he just did, the, and he had to thaw out. You never yeah. saw this blood thaw out. It just appeared under well, his. There's a lot of things you didn't see in the movie. They had to edit to make the pacing good. Fine, I'll I'll table we, my other comment and let one of you guys speak. Uh, Sean, was there something else you didn't like about the movie? Um, it's okay no, to really, say not I really. Mean, yeah, I would have been I would have been cool with seeing a little bit more of the alien. Like at the uh, end, instead of just seeing the aliens, like kind of trying to break out of their little and like it would have been cool to see them actually get out and chase Mulder I mean I know you saw like a glimpse of the one mm-hmm. half a second but of the aliens that's that is so interesting because I'm the complete opposite because less is better well yeah I mean <laughs> I, I won't go in there quite yet but uh but actually speaking of the alien why was it so overly aggressive it seems, I mean, it's born essentially, and all of a sudden, oh, I want to kill everything. Why are you so nice about it, Francis? <laughs> it's just the way he is. But oh, you're right. That's a good question. 
It, it's it's. I mean, maybe I, it's hungry. You know what? And there there is. I Probably. mean, certainly alien and aliens. Aliens are just like that in those movies. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I was expecting something a little like smarter, not just like ET monster. Um, <laughs> not ET Paul. Don't don't speak ET's name. My goodness. Like the. Uh, I don't know if you all ever saw that. Hmm. I want to say it was like a five or six episode miniseries. It's called Taken, and it takes place from like Roswell ship and you know the Roswell ship crash yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything up until you know, and it, it takes place like each episode jumps a few years and whatnot. It's a really really good show. Each episode's like an hour and a half long. You know, it's like a miniseries mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's really really good. I think Stephen King did it. I feel like um, I saw at least one. Or more of those, because that sounds very familiar. Um, Watch it all the way through, like I did. It's fantastic. It's one of the better okay. shows. Now I, I have to watch true. that. There's too many good things to to watch. <laughs> <laughs> there really is. It's overwhelming. Yeah. First row right. problems, Paul. Taken. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, Josh, let's go back to you. What's something else you didn't like? Uh, something else I didn't like was I, I kind of have to disagree with you. I I think throughout the whole series you, you kind of see the the cliche aliens, but in this one you actually got to see something that was aggressive and it was scary, mm-hmm. and you never really saw it. And I I would have loved it to kind of see and act like the caveman actually fight like the alien and what the alien actually looked like. Or at the end where, you know, Mulder is, uh, you know, kind of being grabbed as he's climbing up mm-hmm. uh, the, the ship. Like, I, I would have loved to, to get a little bit more of the alien imagery. But, I mean, at that point, at this point now, I'm just really just, like, trying to, like, tear this film apart. What else did I like? Mm-hmm. Well, let me help you out here a little bit with something I didn't like. <laughs> Go for it, Paul. So Mulder's <laughs> given this, quote, vaccine, and, and and he's told that it's not a strong dosage. And he said, I hope it works. Okay, fine. So he gives this dosage to this very weak dosage to Scully, and miraculously, she's all better. And so it wasn't that weak to begin with. She doesn't have – I mean, she recouped – she – Recoup, re, recoups. Anyway, I forget the word. Yeah. yeah, that word too. Um, rather quickly for someone who's been in a status where she has, and uh, and then it kind of like when she's injected, the thing comes out of her mouth, kind of like shrinks back. And so, was that given the the I guess the antivirus or what do you call that? The anecdote. So it's basically like a virus for the aliens and is now the whole ship infected with such a small little, little weak little anecdote. Right. And that's why it flies away because something that's so small, like if you give the, the small enough <laughs> amount of dosage to somebody who's ill, like antibiotics, it's not going to do much because, you know, you need more of a dosage. And this was so small compared to that huge ship. Well, it's like, why did they run away because of that one little prick? I, I have a possibility, but Sean or Josh, do you have an idea? Uh, I, I, I never really thought about that, but that's a good point. 
um, take it like, say, you get bit by a spider. Mm, and okay. you, you know, you get that tiny little bit of venom in you, but I mean, it's still you're pretty fast. Sure. So, I mean... So it could be I mean, a stronger dosage than they thought, or at least the effect, yeah. but so strong that it would... That was a huge ship with a lot of aliens that it would transfer to all of them. <laughs> well, now, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe here you go. it didn't transfer. Well, here, here's my theory. Uh, but then why did the oh, UFO take off? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead. go ahead. I'll allow you. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Anytime now. <laughs> all right. So... Once the vaccine goes into Scully, and yeah, its weakness, how it works so fast, I don't know on her. But she starts creating uh, uh, antibodies, and if yeah, if it's spraying to the whole ship, how fast the virus acts, it seems like there'd be a corollary for how fast it would be, uh, it would be taken out or be. inoculated that's not the right word but just how fast it'd be wiped out by an antivirus um based on just its speed in general and it would be so small of an area that's infected because uh, that's that that little bottle he has can infect that much that well, population all, of a all Jeff Goldblum had to upload was like a small file and it took out the whole armada that's of different <laughs> What are you talking about? We're talking about viruses and stuff all like that. All right, all right. <laughs> but I just thought it Mac was weird. Mac is compatible with and, you know alien technology. Yeah, not only that, but and maybe the ship wasn't infected. You know, maybe they just ran off because they were being found out, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know either. All right, guys, let's uh, go ahead and go around and do our tragic makers, things we dislike most about X Files: Fight the Future. Uh uh, let's start with let's start with Paul this time. Oh wow! Okay, so as we're building up to the climax of the film, and uh, Mulder and Scully are being chased through the 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 alien ship, and uh, the alien is after him just to make more tension, and it's building. And are they going to escape in time? And you know the alien grabs them, and they are trying to get out, and they're close, and then. The they go through the Mulder and Scully go through the tubes and the alien screams and Mulder he's so scared that he ducks and he turns around and the alien's gone it's like what the heck you built up all that atten- that tension and then the alien is just disappeared I wondered about that too I'm not sure really why that happened yeah I thought oh come on give me a break give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> so I had a Kit Kat, and now I'm fine. So it's all good. <laughs> Josh or Sean, is there something we missed that you're you're more aware of? What may have gone on with that? The alien fell. Like Mulder <laughs> fell through the ice. And then all of a sudden, okay, that's the other thing. He fell through the ice to get in. And when he saw the big hole above him, he's like, oh, that's kind of high, but there's a hole to go down. I think I'll go down, and maybe that'll help, or he could die. And he chose to go down. So there, that was almost impossible to go up. But he says, hey, I have a dying woman on my shoulder. I think I'm going to go have, climb that big hole. No, but there is stuff to climb up on. There's No, like- yeah, the pipes that go up, but beyond the pipes is just ice going up to the surface. Oh, I thought those sort of like those pylon things that were jaying out from the wall went all the way up maybe i'm remembering wrong though well at least if he was going out the same way he came in they did it. No, i, I don't thought know about... he went out a completely different way 
Maybe, maybe they he was going out those huts. I don't know. Job at the huts. Okay, uh, Josh, what was the thing you like disliked most about X Files: Fight the Future? Probably the ending. Honestly, um, I, I like how in the the I know I keep going back to this, but in the television show, I, I like how there's always that that mystery that that kind of leads you off, and I would have really liked it if. They would have literally, they would have just ended right when the the spaceship just flew off. If he would have just done black screen and just called it that at that, hmm. I think to kind of it would have drawn. If you're doing a film that's you know, you're trying to attract new viewers to your property, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been a really good introduction for people to what happens next. Yeah, to kind of they just had this you know this mind blowing experience, but they they tied it all up and. It I think like they were. I don't know. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I'm kind of not. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I think they were trying to do that with the last scene of of the desert in the cornfield. It's like, oh, maybe we should see what the TV series about with this cornfield. The problem is, I don't think corn is interesting enough to bring TV viewers in. Yeah, are <laughs> people to the TV? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you might be yeah. amazed, Paul. Oh, uh, 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 again with the same joke. I know, I know. I was, <laughs> I was scrambling my brain for another one, but nothing was coming uh, to me. It's all right. I mean, I mean, me and Sean, we watch Arrow, and the last seat, like they did a mid-season finale last year, and it was the last shot of that finale was the camera panning out on a field of corn. Oh, interesting. And we spent like, a couple weeks. We were just like, "What's going to happen? What is this corn? What is this vegetable?" <laughs> Yeah, that's right, Paul. Take that. All right. So if you're at the <laughs> end of this movie, you go watch Arrow and you're good. Okay, got it. <laughs> that's the takeaway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sean, what's the thing <clears throat> you hated most about this movie? The sequel to the movie. I've never seen the sequel. <laughs> I okay. hated that other movie. Oh, that really? I, I could not stand that other movie. I Is that the werewolf I one? I have never saw that one. Because I heard it was about werewolves. I don't. I don't really even remember. Like I just remembered it was pretty bad. I didn't really enjoy it. But um, no, my least favorite part of the movie, I would say, was you know after the spaceship comes up and Mulder's like Scully, look at that. You know, Uh because the whole movie, like the whole show in the movie, is trying to get her to believe in aliens. Yeah, yeah, that was so frustrating. She just, she just didn't. (laughs) Well, no, she said she did. She did see it. Like, I don't think she did. I had subtitles on, and she said she did. Oh, okay. okay. Well, maybe she did. Well, I thought she was so sick she'll say anything. Yeah, I I wondered about that, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, frustrating. Yeah, he told her, he was like, Scully, look at that. And then, you know, you see the spaceship and it's kind of flying off and then it disappears into the clouds. And then you see her kind of look up a little bit. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. That, that was probably it. So, all right. All right. For, for me, it's. What is it? Josh, you actually, you actually said it in a way that. It made it sound like you were going to be on board with me, but then you changed. So that's okay. But I felt like, I honestly felt like they showed the alien way too early. I much more would have preferred them, like, 
almost making it like, is this about aliens? I don't know what's going on. And be much more of a conspiracy throughout. And then at the end, you get these big action sequences with aliens where you see a lot more aliens, maybe a swarm of aliens coming at them. Like kind of what you guys were saying, seeing more of the alien and more of the alien fighting or something like that. I think that would have been great at the end as a big finale. And then because, and a great way to pay off uh, this mystery of, I don't know what's going on with these aliens or are these aliens? Are they just bees or some weird form of spider? Who knows what they are? I think that would have built a lot more tension throughout the movie. And I, I just would prefer to see a movie like that. Um, but you should right. watch the show then. You should watch from episode one and then see this because they build it up that way. Okay. Well, but I'm just talking about the confines of the movie. I know. Yeah. I know. You have to rate the movie in and of itself. Exactly. So that's the thing. Right. People probably disagree with me on that, but that's that's where I come down as my least favorite thing. Um. And since you guys aren't objecting, I assume you, you agree with me. So great. Let's continue. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's continue on. Now that we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate The X-Files Fight the Future a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this again, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend you rewatch this if you've seen it in your past as a youth or even as an adult. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one go out and watch this. Even if you have seen it before, if you have good memories, leave those in your memories. Don't seek this movie out again. Uh, Let's start as we like to with our guests. Uh, let's start with, uh, Josh, how would you rate X-Files fight the future? I would definitely recommend this as, as a classic. A classic. Uh, okay. The, the feel of it and the, the cinematography to it, it, it feels like you're stepping. And, and I watching old films that take you back to, to that era that filmed in that, that era mirrored uh, so I say I would recommend to anyone awesome okay cool so Josh says classic Sean how say you um I'd classic just because I could go back and watch <laughs> I, I can go back and watch this movie at least maybe twice a year oh wow okay and completely happy with it I love like I said I love the movie so I'm, I'm going to go with classic. All righty. It's that time of year again. Time to watch <laughs> X-Files. Oh, wow. Um, okay, Paul, are you going to clinch it here or make it a little... Uh... I'm going to make things interesting here. When I'm, I'm going to rate this uh, classic as well. Oh, and, how does that make it interesting? <laughs> um, I find <laughs> myself very interesting. <laughs> so no matter what I say, I make it interesting. Sorry, that's that's not entirely not prideful true. at all. It depends on uh, my mood, anyway. But honestly, I believe that this movie has enough drama and enough intrigue that if you're a fan of the show, or if not, if you've never seen it, I think you could still get maybe uh, would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, then for that, it's definitely a classic. But will it be disputed or unanimous? Unfortunately, it's going to be disputed because I rec. 
I'd rate X-Files Fight the Future a nostalgic movie. I enjoyed watching it again, but for pretty much all the reasons I said I didn't like it, those weren't enough to overcome the things I did like about it. Um, so that's why I, it, it's, if you have seen it before, it's worth, I feel it's worth watching again, but I think there's other alien, even alien conspiracy movies that do it better. Um, Such as? I'm thinking you're alien conspiracy. I knew specifically. You were ask me. Oh my god! You brought it up. You loaded that gun and I fired. <laughs> um, hmm. There you go, folks. <laughs> He's had to come He's back. He's disqualified. And no, you can change your rating. Remember? I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> so can you, Paul? Oh yeah. Let me get. Let me come back to you. If I think okay. of it, I'll edit that in. Okay, uh, Galaxy Quest. They all think like the conspiracy think they they think it's a TV show. Oh my up, but it's not. That's right. Like Kreptar's hammer. Right. Uh, well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, <laughs> my vote doesn't matter because Retro Rewind podcast rates the X Files, Fight the Future, a disputed classic movie. We'd recommend you go out and see this, whether or not you've seen this before. I'm curious. Do you, do you guys all agree that? Whether or not you've seen the show, like you, this movie stands alone well enough. I mean, I've watched, like I said, I've only seen maybe the first two seasons, maybe like an episode or two of the third season. Okay. But I mean, I guess that's a lot of episodes, but I mean, hadn't really seen it. I probably would have still enjoyed it, but not necessarily as much. Okay. Josh and Paul, do you about the same? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. All right, fair enough. Like I said, I, I felt like there was certain stuff with the the series I wish they would have kind of brought in, but at the same time with you appealing to a new audience. Mm-hmm. Do you wish they had to? to yeah, do, you, do you guys wish they had made more movies sort of on this topic of the aliens and the conspiracy? Yes. Yes, because yes. yes, yeah. I, I could have done without that horrible sequel. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Um, is the is the new one on Netflix any good? The new series, the oh, new s- ten episodes, 10. or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I haven't seen the new season yet. I've not Netflix seen now. it. Yet. Well, yeah, because you, you're you're working through through right, Josh. I am. I, I my Netflix, Netflix only has up to season nine, so they do not have the the revival series yet. Oh, okay, um, got it. I'm on season five right now, so I got a little bit of ways to go. Okay. When does Agent Doggett get in? Is he in season five? I just started season five, so I do not know. Oh, okay, so not yet. Okay, just curious. No. I didn't think I would um, like Agent Doggett, but uh, after a few, after several episodes, I did. Mm. Okay. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to our next section. Alice. YouTube systems engaged. All right, so these are things that are new on our tube, whether they're new movies, books, uh, TV shows, what have you. Uh, what's new on your tube, Josh? Probably the, the best thing that I would say right now is I'm going through this. Uh, Sean knows this. I've been going through this. I started this series uh, probably about a month ago called Lady Killer. It's a comic. Oh, okay. And it's essentially about this like suburban housewife. It's set in the 50s. And she's uh, essentially an assassin, 
and oh, she just has an addiction to killing people. Mm-hmm. But just the tone of it, it's it's really dark. It's dark comedy, mm-hmm. which is either a hit or miss for me. So um, you you just you have to know how to how to do it. And the the writer that they have, I can't remember uh, the name of them right now. Um, but I, I just, it's, it's a really solid series. The art in it is really good. Uh, it's done in the vein of iZombie. If you guys have ever read iZombie, but it's definitely a series that I'm finding myself looking forward to more and more each month. So that oh, would cool. be my YouTube. Very nice. Awesome. Uh, Sean, what's new on your tube? Um, um, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for next month in October because literally all the shows I watch are coming back. Oh, nice. There you got flash and arrow and then the walking dead on October 23rd, which is what I've been waiting for. since. <laughs> so, so the walking dead would be your new tube walking dead. Absolutely. All right, cool. So the dead, they're still walking. Okay. They are. <laughs> and apparently you have to fear them walking. Uh, Paul, what is new on your tube? Recently, I watched the first season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, that was yeah, that was intense. If you like, it's set in the eighties, and if you like Goonies or like ET, it has kids, you know, on bikes cussing. Um, <laughs> not that I, not that I'm like, oh, go go, kids in your potty mouths, but uh, it it has a fun. It it is intense. And uh, it's not for everybody, but um, if you kind of like the the suspense and that kind of genre, like Stephen King stuff, then this probably is worth checking out for you. Very cool. And for me, I finally got around to watching Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. And so oh, that, cool! It's a fun movie. I still think number three is my favorite, but it, it's oh, worth come watching. on, dude! All right, no, that's just because cool. the villain, um, not. Seymour Hoffman. Why can I not think of your first name? Philip. Philip, thank you. Philip Seymour Hoffman, I feel like, is has just been the best villain of oh, all Oh, he the... definitely. Yeah. Well, okay, that's, I mean, I don't know why but that I makes thought it so the, much more. No, I thought, yeah, the, he's definitely, I think, one of the best villains. Um, but I thought the action scenes and some of the other uh, getting to the villain was better done in other movies. That's fair. Okay, well, it's neither here nor there. Uh, so why is because he's what's dead? What's new on our two? Wow. <laughs> Sorry, new? someone mentioned dark comedy. What's new on our two? Speaking of dark comedy, uh, Lady Killer is that Lady Killer singular, Josh, or Lady Killers? Uh, Lady Killer. Lady Killer, the comic. Uh, we have. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, the TV show, and uh, Stranger Things, the Netflix series, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, the movie. All right, now let's get to our feedback and announcements section. Uh, Alice, please bring up the communication satellites. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, so before we, uh, before we get into announcements, we have a little bit of feedback that sort of leads into that. Uh, Kevin Kiefer uh, wrote on our uh, Facebook group, uh, which you can join by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. He said, it's football season. Have you guys done an episode on the movie Necessary Roughness yet? 
And uh, we sort of had to dialogue back and forth. And essentially, because of your comment, Kevin, we have added uh, The Replacements, uh, Jerry Maguire, uh, The Waterboy, and one other one. Do you remember what it was, Paul? Oh, remember the, remember the Titans. We've added all those football we movies. Too. We have not. Well, see, our criteria is it has to be movies. We try to do movies that both Paul and I have seen in our childhood. Gotcha, gotcha. I have not seen Little Giants. I've also not seen The Wire Boy, but I'm making one allowance for that <laughs> because one right. of us has seen it. Yeah, because Paul's seen it. I both of gotcha. us haven't seen Unnecessary Roughness. Though, yeah, sorry. exactly. So that's the one that started this. it all. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but right. if you want to vote on the movie, those movies in particular, or any of the movies that. Uh, you want us to cover on the show, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CasterVote. There's a list of all the movies we, we're considering covering. Uh, just vote thumbs up for the ones you want us to uh, cover and down the ones you don't. Uh, then also I want to mention as an announcement, uh, big changes coming in episode 100. Uh, I highly recommend you become a patron on Patreon by going to Patreon.com slash RetroRewindPodcast. And you can find out what's coming up ahead early. Um, yeah, so consider doing that, please. Uh, now get to some of our feedback, uh, more of our feedback, I guess, from Twitter. Uh, Dennis, who's at DennisShoes3000, said, Hey, thanks for the recommendation of Predator Dark Ages. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Oh, it's worth checking out. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you didn't watch it, Paul? No, I just saw it uh, uh, listed on Google. It's, you know, it it's was, a fan movie, but it, I yeah. thought it was pretty well done. Oh, cool. Um, then uh, Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer, said, Adventures yeah. in Babysitting episode of the Retro Rewind podcast is a movie my wife remembers, but I don't think I ever saw. I'd remember Thor. So thank I you, I don't Diego. know. This Thor is a little forgettable. Well, yeah. But uh, nonetheless, uh, thank you for your feedback uh, to Twitter, to Facebook, everywhere you leave us feedback. It's always awesome to hear what you guys have to say about the movies we cover. Um, now, before we get to Nav Point Omega, Paul, take it away. <clears throat> Next time, we're going to be going back to the year 1974 for the movie Young Frankenstein. But until then, you can find us on RetroRewindPodcast.com or the RetroJunkies.com. Listen to us on wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and on the web. You can become Patreon and uh, give us a little tip by PayPal if you want. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host. Hopefully not an awesome um, hopefully you don't have like an alien just staying in you right now because I'd hate to lose you. Um, but where can our oh, listeners? <laughs> where? Oh, did you already say where you, people can find you? I you can be found at pauljpowers.com. Thank you for the reminder. Um, I'd also like to thank our guests. Uh, first, Josh, where can our listeners find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, well, you guys can. Um, you guys can search us on Facebook. We are backslash uh, facebook.com backslash victims and villains. You can check out my other podcast. It is called Desperate Universe. Um, and that's really it. Very cool. Um, and 
I, I do want to say, which do you know offhand what number episode we're going to be on? Me and Paul are going to be joining you guys on Victims and Villains? We'll be on the 20th episode. 20th episode. Woo-hoo. Ah, nice. So go check us out over there. Uh, and if it's 20 isn't posted yet, it should be soon. Uh, Sean, where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, as far as promotion, same thing he said. But um, you can find me at Facebook on Sean Davis. Just a little logo mm-hmm. or a little Suicide Squad skull. Okay, cool. And I guess Snapchat uh, Browncoat119. Big Firefly fan. Nice. Oh, fellow yes. Browncoat for you, Francisco. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I love Firefly. Oh, yeah. Best. So good. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Thank you both so much for being on the show. Glad we were able to do this sort of crossover collaborative uh, uh, talk on the movie X-Files and look yeah. forward to being on your show. Yeah, very much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, now, I want to thank most of all, though, our listeners. Thank you so much for downloading the show, for subscribing, supporting, and sharing our pro- sharing our podcast with your friends. It's it's so awesome to have you guys listeners. And we pray that this episode and all our episodes uh, bring you some joy, especially on days where you're just having a hard day. Uh, but we hope it brings a smile to your face. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. <laughs> Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Hey, you know what? I used to have a file, but we broke up, and now she's my ex file. Oh my God. <laughs>